There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, this is the Wednesday edition of the podcast. We thank each of you for tuning in. I know we've had some folks contact us even again this week that normally do not listen, but they've been listening to the podcast. And so we hope it is a help. We hope it is a blessing to each of you as we preach the Word of God, as we preach the Psalms. We'll be back in Psalm 91 yet again today. And we do hope that these are uh, clear in their understanding. We want you to understand what God is saying, how the Word of God is speaking through Jesus Christ. And we look at Psalm 91, and it's interesting because the man that contacted me, they mentioned uh, seeing some things in the Word of God, and yet not fully understand that these things were Jesus Christ. And he made a great statement to me. He said, but I chose to believe uh, what the preacher said when he said, this is Jesus Christ. He said, I made a conscious decision. He said, I didn't see it myself because I had no faith. But he said, I just chose to believe what the preacher said. Later on, that man found saving faith. And uh, what a marvel it is. He found saving faith while reading the Psalms and looking at the Psalms. And uh, God revealed himself to this man through the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the miracle of the new birth. And so, again, we press on with the Messianic Psalms in the hopes that someone will see Jesus Christ. In the hopes that all of you would see Jesus Christ, to see him high and lifted up in the Psalms. In Psalm 91, we stopped really in verse uh, 5, verse 6, and I'm going to go back to the beginning of verse 5 and begin to read for this psalm. And thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor by the, for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And so again, he talks about the daytime, talks about the nighttime, the darkness, talks about the noonday, and uh, gives the understanding that our enemies are on every hand. That's why we, as children of God, are the walk circumspectly, Uh, That means we walk as wise, not as fools. And so we're going to walk circumspectly in this world. We're going to walk circumspectly in this evil world. And uh, we see here, of course, this is messianic. This is Jesus Christ. And the reason I say that is because we continue on and we look at this. It says of him, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now, I believe the reference there, and I guess this isn't standard Protestantism or standard uh, uh, understanding from any kind of resources other than just simply believing the Word of God. You're not going to find this in commentaries, not going to find this in dictionaries. Uh, But he said on this wise in Revelation 19 and verse 11, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he doth make judge and, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. 
And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he should rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together to the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he had deceived them, had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. And so we see that out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. Why? He is the word of God. This is Jesus Christ. And so we see that a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. This is Jesus Christ. This is his vengeance upon this earth. This is his vengeance upon the wicked, those that have cursed him, those that have mocked him, those that have made light of him, those that have made affinity with the beast that have denied the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Psalm 2 covers this also, and Psalm 2 deals with it on this wise. which says, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare uh, the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Now we understand the fulfillment of that is touched upon in Hebrews chapter 1, speaking of Jesus Christ. And the apostle Paul writing of that said on this wise, in verse 5 of Hebrews 1, for under which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And so we see line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. We see a thousand fall at his side. We see 10,000 at his right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. And then he says, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Psalm 34 says on this wise in verse 17, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them all out of their troubles. And again, we've talked about that. I believe that's a messianic psalm. I believe that's a prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. When he cried in his calamity, when he cried under the misery of Calvary, the damnation of Calvary, the judgment and the wrath of God upon him at Calvary, the Lord heard him and the Lord delivered him. And he says, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. What is the reward of the wicked? It's the judgment of the wicked. They're going to their reward, which is the lake of fire. And so we see that in the word of God. It's going to be burned forever and forever. And then in verse 9, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, 
there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. The Lord told Job on this wise, and I'm so thankful for the book of Job and the prophecies that God has been revealing, uh, not only to me, but there's some others that have seen Jesus Christ in the book of Job. But he said in verse 17 of Job 5, Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty, for he maketh sore and bindeth up, he woundeth, and his hands make whole. He said in verse 24, It's for this purpose Thou shalt know thy tabernacle shall be in peace, and thou shalt visit thy habitation, and shalt not sin. And so he tells us in this, because our eyes are upon the Lord, because the Lord is our refuge, the Lord, he said even the most high, thy habitation. Because that's the habitation we visit. It's the temple of God. It's the house of God. And, and we understand that as we go to him, we hide under the shadow of his wings, the shelter in his wings. He is our shield. He is our buckler. And so he said, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. That's a promise to his son. And then he says in verse 11, and again, you know, we're looking at this through the eyes of Jesus Christ. We're looking at this as prophecy. And then he very sincerely and very clearly, I should say, rather than sincerely, he clearly shows us this is prophetic. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Luke 4 and verse 10 Again, speaking of Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of Scripture, the fulfillment of prophecy, in verse 10, he says on this wise, For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Now this is Satan throwing Scripture in the teeth of Jesus Christ. Yet he knew that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, for he told him right before that, if thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from thence. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. So Satan has cast this psalm in his teeth, because even Satan knows this psalm is written about the Son of God. It's prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. So we see prophecy fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We see this entire passage now uh, is referenced as the word of God according to Jesus Christ, according to the psalmist who wrote this psalm, which is unknown to us, but he wrote it in prophecy. He's speaking of that one which is to come. The habitation is the habitation of Jesus Christ. And he goes on and talks about the safety, the protection that God is going to watch over his son. In verse 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Some of that is absolutely prophetic. I believe it's a little bit stronger than just the, the simple connotation that we look at. I believe it's much stronger in that. We see the revelation and see that that young lion, that roaring lion, is trampled under feet. Why? Because he's going to bruise his head. He told us that in Genesis chapter 3, and the dragon. And there's that great war with dragon. The, the Word of God told us that that dragon is Satan. And Jesus Christ is going to bruise his head. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Who? Jesus Christ. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Now, Psalm 59 says on this wise, and I find this interesting in Psalm 59 because a lot of folks use that to write music and to write songs. But Psalm 59, he said this, 
Deliver me from mine enemies, O my God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloody men. He said in Psalm 18 then, in verse 17, and again, prophecy concerning Jesus Christ, a messianic psalm. He said, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. In verse 48, he said, He hath delivered me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Psalm 9 and verse 10, he says, And they that know thy name will put thy trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. And so again, they write songs about this passage, but what he says here, he said, I will set him on high because he hath known my name. What is that name? That name is Jehovah. It's not whether God knows your name, it's whether or not you know his name. That name, Jesus Christ, that name above every name. And in Psalm 9, when he speaks of that in verse 10, they that know thy name, whose name? The name of Jesus Christ. When they know his name, for he said, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them, that seek thee. That's a promise of God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so to love the name of Jesus, to know the name of Jesus, that name which is above every name. It's not whether or not he knows our name. It's certainly he knows our name. But what matters most of all is that we know his name, that lovely name, that precious name, that name above every name, that name in which every knee shall bow of things of heaven and things of earth and of things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Why does he deliver him? Because he calls upon him. He calls upon the Father. He calls upon him for deliverance. And he cried by faith, believing God, believing what God said, that he would deliver him. And so he called upon him, and God honored him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. The deliverance that only God can give. So again, as we look at this psalm, we look at it slightly different than just the standard preface, the standard understanding. I know that most writers, and I double-check this, they say there's two verses in there that are messianic, and Satan quotes them. That's about his dashing his foot upon a stone. The angels get in charge over him. They said that, but the whole chapter is messianic. The whole chapter is Jesus Christ. That whole chapter is speaking of that one which is to come, the safety that God gives his son, the protection that God gives. That's why Jesus Christ laid down his life. Men didn't take his life from him. He laid down his life for us. That's the promise of God. He's a shield. He's his buckler. He's his sword. Why? The word of God is the sword of God. And that sword, one of these days, is going to proceed out of his mouth. And the kings of the earth and the beast and those that have decried the name of Christ and cursed the name of Christ and mocked the name of Christ will fall before that sword and be slain. He'll call all those fowl of the air to that great feast of the kings. And my friend, what a day that's going to be. What an awful day for those lost without Jesus Christ. Those that have received that strong delusion, they'll believe a lie. 
But my friend, to those of us who are saved, it's going to be a wonderful day. It's going to be a marvelous day. Why? The saints of God will return with Jesus Christ and will watch him into that eastern gate and ascend that throne that's rightfully his, that throne of his father, David, and he'll be crowned as king of kings and of lord of lords. What a glorious day that's going to be. What a wonderful day that's going to be. I hope this psalm's been a help to you. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.